episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. Right on. We're back to, to wrap up Final Frontier. Side three and four of <laughs> three Final and four. Frontier, yeah. The second half. Yeah. The the first half we when we when we broke it down. Um bit glowing, bit excited. Yep. You know, uh, it's a of... really, really strong first half of an album. It's yeah. funny because we talk about this as like side one, side two, side three, side four. But like the first well, I only ever had this on uh C D and on digital. So I just still don't think of this as like a side. You bought one, this side on two. C D? Oh yeah. You bought the CDs day it came in twenty ten? Yeah. The day Holy came God, out. the last CD I bought was probably 2005. But this was still in the period of I'm only buying Maiden CDs because I have the other ones. You know what I mean? It's like complete, completing the collection on the shelf. But didn't you also buy the vinyl of this when it first came out? Don't you have the original vinyl? I did, but I didn't buy it when it first came out. I bought it a few months before they announced the reissue of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I know you did, actually, because you only really got into vinyl. I actually started before you. You actually gave me a few year vinyl about four yeah. years ago. Yeah, I got my father's old record player which i looked up online and apparently it's like a really awesome record player it's from like the 70s but people are still trading them and mm. refurbishing them and stuff and then i started how did i start i can't remember it's, a, it's all a blur yeah how you started on vinyl <laughs> I, I know that you gave yeah. me a few discs and I, yeah. I took them and then like the i know i got live after death first yeah because that was the first cd i got or yeah. the first cassette i got actually not the first cd and so then i got that on vinyl and then it just spun from there yeah because your dad has a techniques it has that awesome disc mount right it's a techniques but it's the original one with the movable arm so it's like not yeah, too yeah I'm not automated. sure the model I don't really know that much about uh... yeah, vinyl players so you um, yeah so you you enjoy your original volume you also have the first you, you have a different vinyl than I do don't you no you have a play copy of this this is the re-release that I've got here right. with me yeah no I don't have I only have the you only have the original yeah, I do listen to it yeah. okay excellent um, I'm not one of those people that like needs all of the different versions and releases and issue, issues of everything. No, you're Although not. Although I do guy. like to have uh, the Yes, you no. are that guy. <laughs> I know, but I like like if there's a a picture disc, yeah, and a regular and a gatefold. I wouldn't mind getting those three cuz they're different. But then if you go back there's like <laughs> like if you look at Killers, how what do we say there's like 80 different reissues of 80 different issues there of are, Killers. There are, but you have three of them. Yeah, I know, but so you can't say you're not the enough. guy. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I'm, I'm not that crazy weirdo who gets yeah. every copy. I just get three or four in a play yeah. copy and one in one in um, in plastic. Yeah. Oh, I lied earlier when I said my first maiden vinyl. The first maiden vinyl I bought after I got that record player was Live After Death. But I had the first Killers and the f- I had Killers and the first album, the original Canadian pressings of it. Okay long for like for years and years when i didn't have a record player i just had them framed up in these frames on a wall yeah so yeah yeah i remember um you gave me your zeppelin vinyl yeah and uh i went off and i bought all the zeppelin vinyl again but back in 2011 2012 2012 i started buying all the zeppelin i was picking up zeppelin vinyls that were barely uh, played for like uh 20 bucks and 25 bucks now you can't get them right i have up until uh, House of the Holy and I never I stopped physical at Presence graffiti. and Physical Graffiti yeah but anything after I that I stopped at Presence yeah, which is weird because Presence has my favorite Zeppelin song on which is Achilles Last Stand that's an excellent tune I don't think I've been an Iron Maiden fan I don't like 
yet I've met a lot of people who are like, oh, Led Zeppelin's the best. They're ready to have it. I'm like, oh. That's like someone going like, I'm a diehard Maiden fan. I listen to your podcast all the time. The only song I like is Run to the Hills. I'm like, oh god. Run to the Hills is awesome. It is. Stairway to Heaven is also awesome. Yes, I think we've already just, covered yes, this. Yes, I know. We talked about this 10 episodes ago. Yeah. Just I'm not because, saying being obscure Just because you're thick of a song doesn't mean it's not a good song. Shut up, Nesbitt. If you heard Run to the Hills, <laughs> if I played you Run to the Hills for the first time now. No way. Like, people want to hear the hits yeah. with any band. It's like when people request a Soundgarden song, they want to hear Black Hole Sun. And I'm like, there's 50 better, six, 70 better Soundgarden songs. Yeah. I but mean, Black Hole Sun is also awesome. I'm also sick of it, and I'd rather hear almost anything else by Soundgarden. Yeah. But Black Hole Sun is still an amazing, awesome song. It has a crazy, awesome guitar solo in it. One of the coolest tunes, Jesus Christ Pose. What a cool concept. Yeah. Beyond the Wheel, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Yeah. Anyway, we should get back to me. Yeah, There's well, a little tangent, but yeah. Uh, and actually, we we uh, in the part one did we we didn't really get into the cover, did we? We got to break that down. Yeah, we should. Well, we can get into that right, right way before we get into this uh, side B. But before that, we oh. should really get into. Our, should we have an alcoholic beverage? That's what I was just about to say. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right, and we've got. Uh, McTavish in Memoriam. I picked this one up. It's a, a legendary ale. And the reason I got this, to be honest with you, is because there's this, like, um, maybe that's uh, a King Arthur type. Uh, he looks almost Viking-like, but not quite. He's time from, from yesteryear. Times, <laughs> from of, yesteryear. times of yore. Times of from, yore. From, from, uh, but there's, like, three He's got, demons. like, a huge But the best sword. part is the cap has a, de- has a devil on it. Oh, yeah, it does. It this does. guy has a sword over his head. Yeah. He's about to like drop down the fury on these three demons that are climbing up out of a yeah. looks like lava or something. I have no pretty uh, cool frame of reference on where this came from, other than I saw it and I was like, "Oh my god, we have to do this." We had one a few podcasts ago. Uh, this is a Quebec one, that Latrou de Diable. Oh yeah, it's is this uh, also Quebec. I think it's Shawinigan. Is that where it's from? Yeah, Shawinigan, Quebec. Shawinigan. Yeah. So I've never had this one, but I've had some from this brewery before. I'm gonna. Pour yours first. There you go. I've learned this. All right. This is a legendary ale, which is a bold claim. It says in memoriam. So I have the feeling that they did this cool beer. Oh my God. Smell that beer. It says inspired by the American IPA. An earthy wow. nose, green hops, and spices. Earthy no indeed. Try this. This is, this is a potential to be amazing. I haven't sipped it yet. Oh God, I'm going for a sip. <laughs> the play by play. Holy frig. That's awesome. That's a really great beer. That's fantastic. That's really good. I wasn't expecting that. For some reason, I thought this was going to be like a really... Do you know what I thought it was? One of these legendary ales. You know, it tastes like a flat speckled hen or something. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be like a Belgian type of beer. Oh, man. So, back to Maiden. Uh, Yes. Side, well, second half of the album. The final, final, final frontier. So, we wanted to get into the uh, cover art. So, this is a very divisive album cover. Yeah. What do you think of... Well, it's Melvin Grant. So, he did Virtual Eleven, Death on the Road. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Brieg. Well, first he did uh, Fear of the Dark. That's where everyone yes. knows him from. But he did, yeah, Virtual Eleven, which... I don't know. He has a weird style. I do like the Death on the Road album cover. And the Benjamin Brieg single cover is great. They asked him to do The Wicker Man, too, but he was busy and he didn't. But what do you think of this one? Okay, um, I got a few takes on yeah. this. Um, 
it's consistent with the you know obviously you, you can see his, his whatever he is this alien thing is smashed up um, yeah. from that you, you saw in the in the video they released right, the, where the guy throws a grenade video. before he ends up killing him yeah um, also like so I don't even know if this is Eddie I'll get into that in a second I explain yeah. that my perspective on that so is this Eddie or an alien or a combination I think it's a combination he's got that key that's cool the the, the planets in the background he seems to be in some ship with some broken other aliens that look like him, which is Great, weird. Like wreckage of a ship. Yeah. Do I like it? No. I, I'm not. I'm not gone on it. But if you unfold this vinyl, there's all these different, almost like concepts for the yeah. cover, yeah. which are weird. But in this final eighth panel over here, that's actually Eddie to me. Yeah. Right there. I could see that. And he's with an alien, and together they have the head. So it makes me think. The, the, they're thinking up a little a little baby. It almost makes me think that this that this hints, alien on the cover is a hybrid yes. of an Eddie and so this is all the concepts woman. and it ends with the panel which says that basically this is like offspring of Eddie and an alien. Well, that's funny because Melvin Grant, I read an interview with him and I have a quote and he says yeah. the latest version on the Final Frontier is not Eddie as such. I'm not going to say anything more on that because I don't know what Iron Maiden have got planned. So I'm going to tread on any toes or mess up any surprises. Okay, I'll tell you, he's actually an alien. The old Eddie might still come around. Yeah. So, I think you're right. I just can't figure out what's going on. It's like, there's, at first you're thinking it's like dead astronauts, but it's like, then you see their skulls. They're not human skulls. So, it's aliens, in dead alien skeletons in spacesuits. And what's the key all about? It's like this mystery of what the key is. It's weird. Well, in the yeah. CD, there's a couple panels of... Oh, in the CD. <laughs> in the CD, there's a couple Ooh. more panels of art. And there's some that are like an alien landscape with like the sunset. And there's like wreckage of like this mining thing. And it's kind of cool. Mm. And I was like, they could have done something cooler with that. I'm not a huge fan of this album cover, I gotta say. The Eddie is like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. Also, the, it's, it's too noisy and the coloring I don't like. And there's a lot about it I don't like. I don't like that style of the... What was the new Maiden logo? Yeah, the Book of Souls throwback is way better, isn't it? With the yeah, it's too, it is too hands. busy. Though, now that they say it, it's like yeah, a it's really busy. I don't know what's going on. It's like, but man, it's far better than Dance of Death, and even a matter of life and death. Oh, you, can't sense. Get, you can't get worse than Dance yeah. of Death. It's you like can't discover. Yeah, man, Book of Souls, that clean, crisp. It was actually beautiful the way they did that. Yeah, well, I think uh, like a matter of life and death. I love the album cover compared to this. Yeah, I know. It's I just, way better. Uh, man, like yeah, and I like it, but yeah. When you bring a tank in and you do a war album for Maiden, you gotta deliver. And it should have been way more Eddie, just way less people. Yeah, and she should have been more featured on it. I yeah, agree. it should have been like Eddie it. on the tank, yeah. you know. Yeah, like I think the album cover would have been. Yeah, because Eddie is cool in there, for like the inside really. of like a gatefold or something of a battlefield. With Eddie is like a minor part of the art. Mm. If they had a really prominent Eddie, like imagine Eddie like going over the top of a trench. That would be like, awesome. Something like that. They could have done that. That would have been cool. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's uh we're not not big fans of uh this album cover. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of the cover art. Um I do generally like the theme. Um it's funny because when they've gone kind of futuristic like Stranger in a Strange Land, I've really liked it. And this one's not cuz Eddie looks like Eddie. Yeah. He's I just guess a cowboy, that's a... a space cowboy type Eddie. Yeah, yeah, Space Cowboy Eddie. Or the Somewhere in Time Eddie, which is also futuristic. Yeah, and I can't shake the Predator feel. Yeah, it's very Predator-like, I don't know. Yeah, the the, the teeth and that. Again, this is just like, oh man, the Derek Riggs art, you're not going to top it. 
the Eddie on the inside, what's just his face looking straight mm. ahead, that they used on the in vivo cover art in the, over the yeah. crowd. I think that's a better picture of this Eddie. It's simpler. I don't yeah. know. And it's funny because I was uh, reading on the Iron Maiden fan club forum. Yeah. And people were saying, like, if Maiden's album was their next, if their next album came out in, say, 2020, yeah. and it was their last album, I would, they're saying, like, well, how cool it would be to, like, do different things for their cover art. And I just posted and I said, I think the coolest thing would be the Eddie from the very first album with the long spiky hair and the t-shirt. The exact same Eddie, but in like modern day London. I think it'd be cool. Ooh. As a tie back to the first album, as means last album. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. awesome. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Because I miss that Eddie. He has so much like, that first Eddie is truly like the only thing that's kind of horrific. You know what I mean? Other than have the demon from the Legacy of the Beast tour, not the stained glass one, the picture of him is this like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Beast or... Yeah, I don't, think, I don't, of, yeah. don't think that's supposed to be an Eddie either. I think that's supposed to be no. the Beast. But that would... Yeah, because it has the horns, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make the album Futuristic London, make it a bit of banking crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be awesome. It's funny too because this came out and there was this like mission edition of the CD you could buy, and it came with a video game. So they had this video game. It's called like uh, Mission Two: Rescue and Revenge, and you're basically just flying this like spaceship around and shooting stuff and trying not to crash into stuff. And you're collecting like stuff to spell Iron Maiden, I think. Like this, this, that was just kind of like a throwaway bonus that no one's gonna play. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I don't really care. These yeah. game video game things tend to suck anyway. And it's just stuck as a bonus thing on the CD on a certain version of the CD that came in a metal case. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, let's get to the songs. We went through uh, Satellite Fifteen slash the title track slash <laughs> Final Frontier slash two tracks jammed together. Right. Which I said would have been better split. Split. So you could. Skip but I the like them as there. Yeah. And I love the fact that Satellite 15 is the intro on the live album. Yeah. Yeah, I like them both. Yeah. And um, El Dorado is great too, yeah. I like it I like it together. Yeah, El Dorado was excellent. Yeah. Uh, then, I really liked it. Did you like it as much yeah. as me? I think you did. Yeah. But then Mother... We, we first just started disagreeing yeah. at Mother... Yeah, you you yeah you went at the, the vocals being chopped together. And yeah. I love the fact... That I just love the way Alina did it. But yeah. we both agreed that... I just found Mother of Mercy... Mother of... I found Mother of Mercy, I found... As soon as you say it, Mother of Mercy. I just yeah, love but I found the uh, the verses to be kind of like lackluster, I guess you'd say. Kind Fair of boring, enough. yeah. Somewhat. Uh, coming Home. I think Coming Home we both love. Yeah, That's Amazing. like a highlight on and this album. And it's so good live, too. It's a highlight of the post-reunion meeting. Probably, yes. Yeah. I would agree. One of the best tracks on this album. Yep. I would argue it's my favorite. Maybe uh, we'll get to Talisman. We'll talk that through. The Alchemist, awesome. Yeah, that's like a throwback yeah. to Old Style Maiden. It's a quick rocker. Yeah, that was the uh, Yannick song. Yep. And uh, we broke that one down. And then Isle of Avalon. Right, which is like this. That. Yeah, which you surprised unique. me with yeah. how much you liked it. I was worried you wouldn't yeah. like it. And that's like, like the it. center point of the album. You're right in the middle, and mm-hmm. it's just like this amazing track sounds like nothing Maiden's ever done before the guitarist work on that by Adrian Smith yeah. is just like deadly there's nothing like it in the Maiden catalog and that's nine minutes and then in the next two sides the okay. shortest song of the four is seven minutes 48 seconds and that's the next song which is Starblind Starblind right which is this a song you're gonna rip no I love, I love this song. song I love this damn song damn it too. good good <laughs> I was, you, when are you gonna rip a song because I'm, I'm just like counting down my favorites this is awesome. I love this too. Right. It's really weird timing on this too. Like the way 
the lyrics at the beginning and the opening riff lay over each other, the timing is really strange. Here, I'll play a clip. Yep. Take my eyes, the things I've seen in this world coming to an end. My reflection fades, I'm weary of these earthly bones and skin. You may pass through me and leave no trace. I have no mortal face. So the winds are whispering, you may hear me go. So that's the intro right before it kicks in. And you hear how like the the, how the lines of the vocal don't match up with the lines of the riff. It all just kind of like lays over each other really weird. Yeah. That's another thing with this album, how I was saying with the last song, it's very like prog rocky sounding. Yeah. It's just really different sounding. I still don't know what that means. I will never know what that means. You ever heard of prog rock? We went through this before. It's like whenever you Pro- tell Progressive me- rock. It's like from, Oh, oh yeah. now I've got it. Well, it's from the 70s. Like, okay, Rush is a really yeah. good example that everyone yeah. knows. You know, Rush sounds like the weird time signatures, like really yeah. weird song structures. That's Fair prog enough. rock. It's not your typical pop rock straight ahead uh, these words like uh, i don't know <laughs> i just like rock. i told you at the time yeah. i just anchored in one or two bands and then i just yeah. use a comparison so you might as well just say oh they have bad timing like rush that's another discussion yeah. forget that yeah <laughs> it's yeah i love the song it's great i love this song i yeah. love this i love this side of the the vinyl in this album it's just this and talisman it's awesome yeah. It's cool. One thing I love about this song too is like yeah. as the chorus is going through, I love how you can tell Adrian went back in the studio and just laid these little cool guitar little licks around the vocals. Uh, this is a super short clip, but just listen to these little accents he puts in. So it sounds cool. It just sounds awesome. It sounds like the vocals by themselves are so amazing. And then the, it's like this, the riff, just, it just kind of like swirls around it. It doesn't over, he doesn't overdo it. So it doesn't like overshadow the vocals. It's just this little, I don't know, accents. And just, it sounds so awesome. I've got my favorite part of the song. Do you mind if I clip this one out? Go for it. Every now and then JT's got to come with a clip. <laughs> So once again, I love the vocals. Yeah, the vocals on this are great. Amazing. I love it. I love the uh, I love the lyrics. I love the vocals. It's cool that it pauses and then the solo comes in. Yeah, this solo is uh, another like really, I'm gonna say it again, prog rocky type solo by Adrian. It sounds really different. It sounds like if Kim Thale was gonna play a guitar solo on a Maiden song. Mm. It's that different sounding. So I have a clip of the solo, and. It just sounds really unique sounding. And then when Dave Murray comes in, so you get this weird solo, and then you get Dave Murray comes in, and as soon as you hear Dave Murray's guitar tone, it sounds like Maiden again. It's like it's like this weird, it, it goes off in this weird air thing, and then Dave Murray comes in, and he just pulls it back in. And it's, his guitar tone does it. It just sounds instantly like familiar, like Maiden.
cool. And then it's it pauses awesome. and there's a keyboardy part. The song structure in this one's weird again too. Bruce's vocals are great. Adrian's guitar playing on this is like outstanding. It goes off into like that weirdness and then Dave Murray pulls it right back. I think this is like an amazing song too. So this is like another highlight on this album. Yeah. I love this album. Fantastic. And um, yeah, this 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 two-parter on this third side, Starblind and then Talisman. Will we move on to that? Can I give Let's an intro to the, the Talisman? Let's go on to the Talisman. Do it. Because... I want to give my perspective on you and the talisman because okay. since this came out, yeah. up until we've started doing the podcast, and I'm not saying this has changed, but this has always been the main song you talked about. This has been you've talked about it continuously. Yeah. Um, it's amazing live. You've chopped it up and played a long version of it. You've always said it's probably your favorite Maiden song and or demonstrate some of the best things about Maiden, even though. Yeah. And we covered it in the Yannick episode. You we love, did, yeah. It's a Yannick song, right? Yeah. Interestingly, since we've started the podcast now, the last five, six months or whenever yeah. we've been been doing this, um, I'm hearing less from you about it, although it's probably because we've been focused on so much other stuff. Yeah, I still um, listen to it all the time. <laughs> you, it's, it's awesome. I love this song. For me, it stands out on the album, but it stands out only so much above the rest because I, I, I do love it. But... F- you just have such a love for this track. Yeah. I always say, like, I, I added it to my uh, Legacy of the Beast uh, dream set list just because I love to see you watch it. Oh my god, I would lose my mind. You've never that. seen a live. So, I think this is Yannick's masterpiece. It is, yeah. Out of all the songs he's written. Uh, I think when, when Yannick writes, like, these, like, epic tunes, he just, like, goes for it. Like, remember the Legacy from the last album? Yeah. That one took a while to grow on me. This one didn't take very long to grow on me. This one's just amazing, like... They both have that acoustic kind of build up at the beginning. Um, I don't know. I got a quote here from Yannick. He says, I did all the tracks for that. It was a Taylor, which is his, talking about his acoustic guitar. Uh, there are probably three or four acoustics mixed in on the Talisman. Some had different tunings. When we play it live, it's just me on the acoustic. So mm-hmm. when he plays that live, remember uh, when they did the song Book of Souls? He has a, the acoustic in a stand and he steps back. So he does that when they do this song live too. Uh, well, you've seen on the... Yeah. in vivo video um i just love it the intro i don't know this okay there's some cool stuff during the intro like uh there's a really cool detail when they're they're singing the vocals of the intro there's these background vocals come in and the background vocals kind of get louder until they're louder than the regular vocals and they fade out again it's just a little detail and it sounds awesome i'm gonna play it So I just love that part where like the background vocals kind of swell and go out again. And they do that live. Steve Harris, you can see him like in the microphone actually. You don't see it very often. Where he like will sing some backup vocals. And it's kind of cool. Yeah, so there's the intro with all these like like the setup of the build or whatever. And then there's a pause and it kicks in. And it kicks in with that like total maiden like galloping. And I love this way that it kicks in. I think it's just like one of the best Maiden, like, kick-ins <laughs> yeah. ever. Amp up. Let's hear it. So I'm going to play it. If you're yeah. listening to this on earphones, yeah. the vocals go from, like, a 2... Or no, the volume goes from, like, a 2.5 to, like, a 10. So this is going to, like, deafen you when it kicks in. So I'm warning you. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to tear it down. <laughs> now to seek 
kicks in and then like it kicks in and bruce is singing then the next part comes which tops that and the next piece it just builds and builds and keeps going up and up until the chorus comes and he just like belts it out and i think his vocals just like soar over this whole song i just love it i love that and it's kind of like a call back to that ancient mariner with water and food running out and people falling dead on the ship you know what i mean so it has that like it kind of has a a bit of a not a tie back but like a similar although i would say this is far better Oh, Beyond's, I think so too. Yeah. I think this is better than the Ancient Mariner. Yeah, I don't I care. I'll argue anyone. Yeah. Any day. Agreed. This is a better song than Ancient Mariner. I think, yeah. which yeah. is hard for me to say because I love yeah. Ancient Mariner. Love, love, love. But I just like this one better. Yeah, he takes his vocals to a new level, which is yeah. amazing because Ancient Mariner, especially done live, is amazing. Yeah. And normally I don't like long intros on songs, but on this one, like if you have a really long intro, yeah, you really need to pay pay off to yeah. reward people for listening to that long intro. And this is a, a part where, like, it really does. It it builds and builds and builds. And when it does pay off with that kick-in, it more than pays off for the long intro. Because normally I always say, like, the intro is too long, the intro is too long, the intro is too long. But on this one, I don't think so. I think the length of the song, too. It's like a nine-minute song. So, like, having that intro at the beginning, it's not that big chunk of a song. Which is not long enough for you, though, apparently. No, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And there's like tons. If you watch it in vivo, you can see how much like guitar harmonies, yeah. how many times they're playing like stuff an octave apart, like with the three guitars. Mm. Like uh, the in vivo video I've watched that whole concert a bunch of times. But mm. this one specific song I've seen like three or four times as much as I've seen the other songs on that in vivo concert video. Uh, and that Yannick does the solo. It's a Yannick song and he does uh, the solo on this. It's an amazing solo. It's a typical kind of weird Yannick solo. I love that solo. And uh, when Bruce does the song live on In Vivo, like, it's, I don't know if the vocals are better, but his vocals are so strong on this In in Vivo when he does it live.
so like live it's amazing it's like just crazy and there's another part here's another little love uh, part from uh, the in vivo wait now before you okay. move on i want to i yeah. want to that the um well the vocals are off the charts yeah but also uh man the pacing on that clip like you can see why adrian's always looking back and getting pissed off yeah Nico like, wants to like ramp he sped it up. that off significantly there yeah. Like, or at least that's what it feels. But then yeah. again, I mean, when Bruce is singing like that, I'd just be blaring, like, yeah. I wouldn't even be drumming up, it'd just be hammering <laughs> with enjoyment. But yeah. There's a, a little tiny part that I noticed on the in vivo yeah. version. It's like they're playing along, and there's like this little uh, guitar part that Adrian throws in. Yeah. And if you watch it, he just throws this little solo in that's like three seconds long. And I don't know if he always plays it like that, or if. Like, I like to think that he was just, like, playing along, and he was rocking out so hard that he just had to throw this little, like, guitar solo in to add, and, but it just sounds cool. So, <laughs> I love that he just throws this little lick in there. I don't know like if he was planning to do or that. Or I think he was just like rocking out so hard that he was just like, Bleh. or is it one of those things where when you listen to the to the to it's the not album, on the album. It's not. No. You can never like when when Bruce is singing "I Too" and everything else. Out. Yeah, on the song I tend to do that too. So yeah, yeah, man. This is so but Yannick, good. man, Yannick can write an amazing song. Was this song we did the Yannick episode? Remember the song "The Legacy." Yeah. Uh, what else did he do? Dream of Mirrors, Gates of Tomorrow, Ghost of the Navigator, Lord of the Flies, Monsignor. You love that one? That's yes. a Yannick song. Love it. Out of the Silent Planet. Actually, the mashup you did of the Yannick the, songs was the best yeah. mashup yet. Yeah, it was just clips of all the Yannick yeah, songs. That was back in the Yannick episode. What was that, late teens? I have no idea. It was a while ago. <laughs> it's a blur. I think it was further back than that, even. It's a blur. I think. It's a dozen beer ago. Yeah. But I mean, I just I can't say enough stuff about this song. I'll talk about it all day. <laughs> but that's enough for this one for me right now. That's enough talisman for now. Yeah. Well, we going to get on with the rest of the album. I don't want to turn this into the talisman episode. Uh, we'll I'll tell you about my uh, forty-nine minute ep- version. So you do have a forty-nine minute version. So when I leave my house and drive through the city, and then I get on the highway, it takes forty-nine minutes for me to get to my cabin. Yeah. Where we've gone hunting, we did. The oh, summer I've been in time to the cabin. We've done our and we've done episodes there. We've done a somewhere our somewhere in time. Yes, and it might feature on our next cover art <laughs> yes so the cabin yeah it's uh i love it you're like you've been there i've been in your <laughs> cabin like a hundred times saying that for the benefit of the listeners. for the benefit of the listener i'm like my god i've been to your cabin so many times so it takes about 49 minutes so i opened up in a sound editing thing yeah the talisman put the intro and then i just cut chunks of it together and i made a 49 <laughs> minute version of uh the talisman so when i hit the highway i can put it on yeah because that's and i can listen to the talisman i'll uh, it's just awesome to listen to one continuous like song all the way yeah. and then like when i get to the dirt road oh my god <laughs> that talisman i gotta be honest like you always put this focus on this song for me and in some ways on this album probably not in the best way because i love that song but i always thought oh talisman is good final frontier is okay but yeah. now, like as I broke it down over the last, well, I've been listening to it now pretty steady for five six months. Um, you know, a lot more than I used to. It's like some albums you just gloss over and you don't get too excited. Yeah. When you start to make the comments on them and start breaking them down, yeah. that's when it gets really good. Yeah, it starts and, to sink yeah. in how awesome some of these songs oh are. Oh my god, Mother of Mercy, Starblind for me. Yeah. Starblind, I love too. It's such home. a uh, like urgency to Starblind, mm. and then 
Yeah, so this is a side of an album, Starblind and the Talisman. Yeah. How awesome. Now we get on to side four, which for me right. is the weakest side of the whole I agree. Album. Yes. Yeah. So can, before we get into these songs, yeah. I was going to save this for the summary. Yeah. But I think it would have been a better album if the album had ended with the Talisman right now. It'd be more than long enough, and that would have been an amazing album. You'd have Really? Would that be long enough? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. How about this? How about this? Okay. Clip satellite 15 at that transition to final frontier yeah and then put final frontier at the end yeah maybe i don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't think I so really i love like... having opening up with the final frontier of the album the final frontier i know but i i just love final frontier and i just think also final frontier and the lyrics in it it, it went the talisman is so epic though man as an album closer it would be so great would it be yes it would, would be it awesome. yes it would be awesome all right the it man been who would be king been... okay the man that which which one of these two do you hate the most well, let's just I say, like I don't mind the man that would, the man would be king. I'm That's the same what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I give it like a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, depends. You know? So Dave Murray doesn't write that many songs. So I kind of like when he does write a song, so I want to like it more than I think I actually like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the reason that this song doesn't seem so like a, a cohesive or something to me, I have a clip, and this might explain a lot. It says, uh, cut a highly complex song today, one of Davies, I believe. The man who would be king. One which the band hadn't managed to rehearse beforehand as Yannick had cut his hand very badly and they were just starting to learn it and run through it at the pre-recording rehearsals in France. So he had been rushed to hospital and had surgery on his hands and fingers. The upshot being the song was cut in sections and pieced together today. It was very difficult. And I kind of feel like the like that's... I don't know. It doesn't have a flow to it. Like, Okay, can, first of all, I really, really, really like the... Like the intro, the initial intro to the song, this part. initial intro part i think is really cool as like a little background thing i have a loop of that that i made that's like a few minutes long and i use that that's my uh when my alarm goes off in the morning is it, it plays that on loop for like it's like a four and a half minute loop of just that man so uh you live in a weird maiden world that's <laughs> i wake up the maiden every day <laughs> so <laughs> oh my God. maybe that's why i don't like this song because when i wake it reminds me of waking up for work Ooh, good point. <laughs> but i do like the song i'm i'm exaggerating when I say I don't like it. I just don't yeah. think it's that strong of a song. It has that intro, which I like. Then it comes in with lyrics. And then there's like this repetitive, boring part. And I don't know. The chorus is kind of repetitive. The whole thing's okay. It's just, it's like a very, very lesser version of the talisman almost. It's just, I don't it's know. It's a different tune. There's some great themes in here. You know, the Beast of Burden stuff. I love that. It's pretty dark. 
um, the man who would be king. You could do a lot with that theme. It's great, great movie. I don't know if you remember that. That uh, I don't remember Sean Connery and I, never was it, it. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of it before. Um, the man who would be king. Is that that's right? They 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 are British soldiers. Um, it's Michael Caine and uh, and uh, I just said Sean Connery. And they're in India, and they get discharged, and they go to Afghanistan and through Pakistan, which wasn't really Pakistan. Yeah, I had no idea through that past. And like people think that they're like mythical, and they're, they're you know anyway, it all blows up in their face. But it's an excellent movie. But there's just too much. They could have cut this down, kept the lyrics, picked up the pace on a few points. Eight and a half minutes too is way too long for this. I think. I don't think there's enough there yeah, to make an eight long. and a half minute long song. It just goes on forever. One thing I think that's really cool in the song, yeah, is. Uh, the solo. So the solo in this is like really cool. It's Dave Murray recorded, and then they flipped it backwards. So the the guitar is actually like reversed. So they're listening to a backwards solo, which is I don't I don't know if Maiden's ever done that before. a very like Jimi Hendrixy backwards thing and it's really crazy sounding and then they bring in those guitar harmonies at the end which kind of like brings it back then it goes right back into that part that's I find it kind of repetitive and I don't know I don't find it very strong all the verses I I don't know yeah I don't know now that now that I dissected I I, I had this as like a seven and a half eight out of ten it's fallen yeah. for me now yeah uh, I love some of the lyrics like destiny no good to hide away like I don't know. There, now that I'm reading it, it seems a little bit cheesier. But like, as he journeys across the mountain pass, insignificance sweeps over him. His reflection of the beauty around him, feeling empty inside. There's a lot they could have done with this. I, the thing I don't mind like the actual like I don't mind the yeah. actual lyrics themselves. I actually like them, but but the lyrics themselves, the, it doesn't yeah. fit over the doesn't, music. Yeah, like that's right. Okay, I have an example here. I have a clip. Listen to how awkward mm. these lyrics sound. Go. Listen to the rhyming of them and. Like it just it it just doesn't work for me. I don't know that like those lyrics they it just sounds forced or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like compare this to like the talisman or any or like Mother Mercy the way he's like 
singing. Yeah, compared, compared to this, this is like coming up, trying to fit the lyrics in over the I don't yeah, know, filler it's lyrics. It's falling in my mind right now. F- filler it. lyrics over like yeah. a generic riff. To me. Yeah, where I've been doing a lot of vinyl listening, yeah. I, I almost never flip this disc. Like I just leave it on Starblind Talisman. And yeah, then, yeah. to be honest with you, I like to start it on the second side of the first one. And then for the first side of the disc, the, the, the first side of the first disc, which starts with Final Frontier, I usually start with the Vivo. So it's like I just kind of have these things that because I Because like this is what I was saying. I bet you this has something subconsciously to do with listening to Satellite 15 all the way through for two minutes. Uh, You're shying away from putting the Final no, Frontier No, but in Vivo starts with it. Yeah, but I don't know. It does, yeah. Which is why I like it. Because when I hear as soon as I hear that, I like it better live. And then I love yeah. the live uh, set list. So... I don't know what it is. Maybe yeah. maybe Mother Mercy. Maybe I just don't like it as much as I thought. <laughs> but either way. This um, song is yeah, filler to I the swear max. to God, I'm going to have to filler, buy this. Man. Yeah. Filler with an amazing guitar solo in it. Yeah, it's it's the second weakest track on the album. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Should we get to the one to watch? Should we get to the weakest track on the album? Which I've named previously as my worst lyric. Right. Was it worst lyric? Yeah, it was. Can you see it on the TV? (laughs) So let me give you a little history of When the Wild Wind Blows. So this is an 11-minute song. So before this album came out... (laughs) Nine minutes too long. (laughs) 11 minutes too long. When this... (laughs) I'm being a little harsh. A little bit harsh. When When this album was about to come out, people were like... The ending was like 11-minute song. This is going to be epic. This is going to be epic. This is going to be epic. And... It's based on there's this cartoon called the Wild, when the wild wind blows, yeah. which is like it's like a mixture of like live action and cartoon, but it's it's the story about this elderly British couple, and they ride out this like nuclear apocalypse. They're like in the countryside, and uh, they're preparing for the nuclear war, and then the, there's the explosion, and they they have this like you know that carry on that attitude the British people have where they're yeah, like stiff upper lift stiff upper lift carry on we wait for the emergency yeah. services to come anyway basically the last half they just get radiation poisoning and they slowly die spoiler alert <laughs> I always say spoiler alert after you sent me that that movie yeah. that thing and I skipped it I was like right. what the heck is this it's super depressing and Roger Waters does a soundtrack that's why it's probably oh, half cool. the why it's depressing and there's a cool David Bowie song in there too that he did and uh, I think there's a Genesis song on the soundtrack too okay but uh, it's it's kind of a cool little thing to watch just whatever and I watched it I watched most of it I kind of skipped through a little bit here and there but uh, it didn't make me like the song anymore I thought maybe I could get a sense of like get into Steve Harris's head while he, what he was writing about although the, the, the lyrics in this song are very different from this from what I just said the car- cartoon is about what I just said. There's a nuclear war. They keep their stiff upper lip, blah, 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 and they gradually die. No one comes mm-hmm. to rescue them. If you read the lyrics to When the Wild Wind Blows, there's a, they're preparing, preparing, preparing for the nuclear war, and then they are found dead, and they, at the, in the very end of the song in the lyrics, it says, like, how it was just an earthquake, but they thought it was a nuclear apocalypse, and they took poison, and they killed each other, and they died together. So it's like this weird twist that Steve Harris put on the end of uh, the song. This is 100% Harris writing credit too. It's weird. And I have a, okay, I have a, a clip from Kevin Shirley says, We cut a very intricate piece today where the wild wind blows. Nobody had heard it at all and Steve had all these ideas. So we cut 10 totally different melodic pieces. 
he shows everyone the song and whistles the melodies to everyone. It's a long... I'm not going to read all this now. It just says, basically, uh, Steve had all these pieces. He got them to play it. He kind of whistled the melodies to them. They played all the pieces, and then they kind of went in the studio and pieced them all together. And, uh, I don't know. People were talking about how this is going to be so epic, and I think it's just like, oh... It's a really, really weak, 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 weak Maiden song. It is. And a horrible way to end an awesome album. It's like fizzled yeah. out. And the, 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 the twang that I've made fun of that, you know, it's like... And the, the TV thing, like, oh, I just... I hate when you bring electronics or it just dates things. Isn't that yeah. ridiculous? Well, like, I don't think you're you dating something by mentioning a TV. TV. <laughs> we are, because I, mean, I don't watch TV. Like, I'm, I don't know. Look, it's like, what what is it about? I mean... I know. But, you know. I don't know. I know, it starts off with these, like, wind sound effects. And then there's this like repetitive riff and they double it with yeah. the vocal melody and it just goes on and you're like a minute in and you're like, that's pretty much all the song has to offer. It's just going to go on for yeah. another 10 minutes. And I don't know. And it does kick in. But when it kicks in, the vocals go up an octave. But that's it. It doesn't really like add anything. Like in the Talisman, when it kicks in, it's just like this amazing yeah. lift to the song. But here, like the vocals go up an octave and it's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's like there's three or four similar sections and a guitar solo in there. None of the sections are memorable. They're all kind of bland sounding and go on too long. I feel like this is like a folk song with some distortion added to it. And it's all it's just stretched out too long. I don't know. I don't like Dance of Death very much, that song we we're talking yeah. about. But it's way better than this. Way better. I don't know. If I want folk music, like listen to Neil Young. I don't want to hear like folk metal from Folk Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, not enough TV, too much prancing. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, don't, I just don't like this song. I don't yeah. know why. It's it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I never disliked it so much until when I picked that lyric out, now I can't hear anything else. And, I, and like, it pisses me off that this I, got on the uh, line. I, I tried like, so hard to like this song, too. Yeah, how did it get on the line? Do you like, know that this is one of the most mm. loved songs, if you go on, like, forums and read about like this are we gonna get ripped for this one too oh my god yes fucking people love the song and i I even read people say this is the song that got me into maiden and i'm like are you kidding me really it's horrible yeah get out of maiden we don't want you no just kidding we love you we love you the solos on this track aren't even like memorable there's nothing like like like, yeah i could said the man who would be king i called it filler yeah but i mean good filler it's solid song it's not bad i need to get up i need to get up and grab in vivo right now because Okay, and I'm back. I don't have I don't have time tracks on this, but when how long did they play this for? That, Way too on long. On side four, while one blows. Oh my god. Like did they do the full bloody yeah. ten minutes? Yeah. You're joking. Live? What a waste. Yeah. I know. They oh could have fit god. like two other they, maiden songs in there. They could have done Starblind. Yeah. Um, oh my god. They could have done anything. Yeah, anything. But yeah. they that was part of the in vivo set list. And I think it took up like valuable real estate. Yeah, I even see on now. This could just be me Is reading. It a chill song in the middle for them, like I mean, because it's not a vocal. Stress. I don't know, but I always see like, I watched the in vivo video, yeah. the concert video, and it could just be me reading into it. But I always, it always seems like the song ends and the there's just like a smattering of applause and people are just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we, well, they went out and got a beer or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. If you're leaving a maiden show or something, yeah, wrong the in vivo version's a bit better but I think it's yeah. only because you can watch and see what the guitars are doing like Dave Murray does this like whammy bar stuff that's kind of cool mm. and like I don't know Yannick's solo at the end is better on in vivo version but it's still nothing yeah. to you know nothing whatever. amazing 
Yeah, I don't know. The only, oh, at the end of In Vivo, cool. Here's something cool about the song. Yeah. At the end of In Vivo, at the end when the song's fading out, Yannick stands up and he starts pounding on his gong with his fists, which I think is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, people, this is one of Maiden's worst songs. This is up yeah. there with like uh, I'd take Weekend Warrior over this live, the, to be the, honest. The only one positive I can take yeah. away from this, there's one positive. Yeah. Is that it's actually not that bad as a closer. And the fact that it winds you down and makes you want to not listen anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, like just now, I, I don't hate it. I just put it like a five or a six. I just it's so long. Yeah. He the way he does the, the vocals just turn me right off. There's nothing memorable in there, and also it's at the end of like you just watch the lead in. I mean, if you say to me that this is one of your favorite Maiden songs, and fair play to any listener, please yeah. call us and rip us. But you can't put this in the top, even no matter what your tastes are. In the top four tracks, can you put this ahead of Talisman, Starblind, maybe Final Frontier? People do, man. Uh, yeah. El Dorado, maybe, yeah. maybe not. So coming just, home, yeah, I know. But just like, think about this: you have like Final yeah, Frontier, I'll El Dorado, Mother Mercy, mm. Coming Home, Alchemist, Ala Avalon, Starblind, Talisman, yeah. and then it's just this gentle slope down, and then it's just like the album just ends mm. on this whimper. It just fizzles out with this like crap yeah. at the end. I am going to. I said it earlier, like a minute ago, I would take if. If Maiden was making the set list and asked me, I would take any other Maiden song over this live. I would take Weekend Warrior. I'd take, uh, I don't know, man. I'd take friggin' just what anything you can name. Yeah. The worst song. Dance of Death. Ex- I'd take Dance of Death over this Ex- any day. This is three or four times better than Dance of Death. Extended, extended folk solo. <laughs> using, using a mandolin. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is... Uh, so when I was writing this, I have like a few notes here in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even make any clips of the song because I was like, yeah, I, don't want I was trying to clip something out to like demonstrate something, and I was just like, I just I, don't, I, I didn't want to hear to that side of the vinyl. I don't think I've ever turned. I it over. I probably listened to the song fourteen I times just, this week. Oh my god! I just keep right? looping stuff. Which is at, at eleven fourteen times at like ten eleven minutes. Yeah, you have too much time. That's a lot. I had it on repeat because I was just like listening to it, waiting for it to click. I was just like... Well, that's the problem. At my standing that, desk at work. Put that as your alarm clock. I'd never get out of bed. It's so boring. <laughs> it put me back you to get sleep. Up, turn it off right away. <laughs> to me, this is has, has the problem of like some of those virtual 11 songs yeah. where they didn't know how to cut... They made them long thinking that would turn them magically into an epic, but there's only like two or three minutes worth of song there. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Sing. Like, don't look in the eyes of a stranger. It goes on and on and on. Yep. If you cut it down, that would be, I think, a pretty decent track. That's right. Everyone makes fun of Angel and the Gambler, and I get that, like, the keyboards are kind of off-putting at the beginning. Yeah. But, like, the problem with that isn't the keyboards. It's that it goes on and on and on. Yeah. And there's a radio edit of it, which isn't a bad song. I mean, if you listen to that one, it's pretty good, pretty decent song. It's just, like, it doesn't sound like what you think Maiden sounds like, but, like, compared to this... The Angel and the Gambler, Gambler is ten times the song that this is. Awesome. And they both suffer from the same problem of like being way too long. Now, let's take it <laughs> back catch, to the album. Catch some major heat from this. We could take some heat for this because <laughs> we've mind. been glowing on this I'm just, album. Uh, yeah. I've got my takeaway on this album. I wonder if this was written for Blaze. Jeez, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, it's a good good spell after now. 2010. I know. But yeah, no. well, he's long gone. <laughs> Well, maybe it was. I mean, you're not going to bring it back. My key takeaway on this album in general yeah. is that you always said to me, you said, uh, 
listen to this. This is your type of album. You'll love it. And I was like, ah, I don't yeah. know. I can't get into it. Yeah, I like Talisman, blah, blah, blah. And to be honest with you, the, the Satellite 15, blah, 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 I didn't like that for yeah. the longest time. I told you that just a couple of months ago. It just always turned me off and it set me in the wrong mood, right? Yeah. Like the exact opposite of Killers, right? Where it just gets you cheated up. Like I just felt like it made me feel almost like technically not, not, not made. Yeah. And it just never set it off right. And like yeah. I always listen start to finish in albums. I can barely skip, except with my vinyl, wherever you play sides. It kills me to say this, but you're 100 percent right. This is one of my favorite albums right I knew, now. Yeah, I knew like, you would. I love, it love this album because you're so vocal, yeah. fo- vocal, focused, yeah. focused. Yeah. That like. And I love the Final epics. Frontier, El Dorado, Mother yes. Mercy, Coming Home, and Alchemist, and all, Isle of Babylon, and Starblind, and Talisman. All yeah. the all, all the songs it. that we like, they're all like everything. Vocal performances the are amazing. The whole album yeah. until basically the end. But even then, by then, I'm on the road. I don't really care. I'm rocking yeah. out. I'm okay. Like I've never turned it off. Yeah. But like even the ones like you like like Mother Mercy, like that's a stage in the album where I'm like screaming. I love it. And then coming home, Alchemist, Isle of Avalon, then Starblind and Talisman. This album is friggin' awesome. Yeah. If you don't like this, shake your head and listen to it because I was caught in that trap, and I thought I I and I listened to it probably maybe maybe twenty times, fifty times before I really 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 got it. And it's not because I just never wanted to like it. It was like Dance of Death, same thing. I was like, eh, you know, Matter Life and Death, I loved. I just couldn't buy into it. Book of Souls I loved. But I just was... Remember, I always didn't like these two albums. Now I yep. love them both. Yep. Right? And, you know, it's... it's Hold yourself up and look in the mirror. If you don't like this, then honestly, you need to question... I think you just have a bias. If you like Maiden, you will love this album if you listen yeah. to it. If it's you very, give it an uh, shake. Yeah. Well, Adrian's yeah. guitar playing, I think, is the main thing to take from yeah. this album. Yeah. It's really different. He was really trying something different on a lot of spots in this album. Yeah. It's... Uh, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it's one of it's Bruce's... Very, like I said, I know yeah. you were talking about earlier, but like, pro, it's very prog rock. I've read it somewhere that Dave Murray said this is the most progressive album they've ever done. Yeah. It's a, like I have that as a quote from him. And uh, I don't know. It's The weird thing about this is the sequencing. It's like rocker, 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 ballad, sort of rocker. Then it's like proggy song, proggy song, epic, epic, epic. It's weird the way they didn't mix it up. You know what I mean? Not like really. the first half... If you're thinking of it as CDs, the first half is all rockers, and the second half is all the epic stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. but the, the, I look at it as Satellite, El Dorado, Mother Mercy lead you in. Coming Home just nails you. Alchemist is good. It's kind of uh, relatively short in the middle. Yeah. And then you went on about Avalon. I like it, but I'm going to give that one a lot more attention now. And then Starblind Talisman are epic, and then it peters out. So we could maybe we could even look at our Man Who Would Be King and When the Wild Wind Blows is kind of an epic wind-up after these just so much. I, I like the structure of the album. I would have moved. Yeah, Final no, I'm just saying it's a strange. End. Yeah, I know yeah. you said that a few times. So if yeah. I was reorganizing it, because to me it's like, I don't know. You have the first three songs, which are like yeah. three straight up rockers, which are like I don't think the Final Frontier is like amazing, or El Dorado's amazing, or Mother More Things amazing. They're really good, solid songs. Yeah. But then when you hit Coming Home, that's when the album gets really good. And then The Alchemist is really good. I love Avalon, Starblind, Talisman. And then you've got like the last two. It just like fizzles out. But you could move Coming Home up to three and move Mother Mercy down. But you can't put one of those epic ones in the third track. After Final Frontier and El Dorado, you're just not, you're not there yet. At least for me, like to put in a 10 minute, like you could kill the momentum in the album. 
You know, I don't know. I yeah. I, I, I can't really t- fault that side of it. And even the the man who will be king, good. You know, we picked out. A Listen, you could fix this album. Yeah. By pulling satellite fifteen into a separate track so that you can hit skip. Yeah. So you don't you're not forced to listen to it. Ooh. So pull satellite fifteen out like as its that. own track track. Yeah. Then just go final frontier, the regular whatever coming home alchemist Avalon Starblind. Then move the man who could be king up and close with health. The transition and drop the last track and then you have like amazing. Yeah, I, if I, if I was to cut out Final Frontier, I'd uh, put it right to the uh, right to the end. You yeah, know, I know you've like been saying that, but I don't see that at all. You know, I wouldn't want to close. Interesting though, would mirror Summer and Time, right? I yeah, I don't wouldn't want to close like close my oh, album with like a really fast rocker that's pretty short. I don't know. For me, I just think the Final Frontier and like the fading out and looking at the planets that that just kind of fits in a book in the album that I can actually make the theme, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, and not only that, then it it takes that poppiness, moves it out, shifts coming home up to the into the first side of that first final. I don't know. For me, that's the first thing I thought is when I hear Final Frontier, I'm just like that would actually be an awesome cap song after Talisman. I don't know, man. If they had of uh, ended the album with the Talisman. The whole story of the talisman, where he's like, they're fighting against the storm, trying to get across to the new land, mm. and then he sees the new land. And he's like, I have no life left in me. And he, yeah. you know what I mean? And he just he like sees the new land, and then he falls dead. And it's like, yeah. westward the tide. And then they could have just added in, he died of fever in the new world. <laughs> he the died end. of fever in Babylon. <laughs> um, awesome album. Yeah, great album. Love it. It's really good. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, before we started getting in this album a couple yeah. of weeks ago I don't think I would have put this in my top I don't know my top 8 the 16 studio albums yeah I probably would have put it around the middle somewhere and yeah. I'm thinking now The Alchemist and The Talisman and Star. I forgot how good Starblind was Starblind's yeah. amazing I never listened to that song I listen to it every now and then I should listen to it more it's really great yeah. and those the first ones like I never listened to The Final Frontier or El Dorado or Mother Mercy yeah. and I probably should listen to them more I've listened to them a ton over the last like eight years, but I don't know they're not go-to songs for me. And I kind of feel like when I hear the Final Frontier, it would be a good go-to song except for the intro. El Dorado too. I always kind of am like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I hear it and I was like, oh, actually, it's really good. So I don't know what it is about this album. It's a weird. I can't really put it in the, you know, the the, the top. So many, it's so mood based. But I can tell you this: this is probably for me is there or thereabouts to take it over in a ranking book of souls which you know how much i love that album yeah we haven't really talked a lot about it no we haven't because um, we kind of probably because like, we were so saturated it. Yeah. yeah um book of souls definitely has way more weak points in yeah. this album not to mention you listened to nothing but book of souls for about 18 months <laughs> i did for the tour the tour list there just, was yeah. at least a year when every single time i got in your truck i still have book the of CD. soul cd was just spinning it yeah i still have that in there non-stop yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you probably I, I have a tendency like, to fix it. Need a break from it, yeah. right? Do you know what I've been really hot on lately? What? Peace of mind. Yeah, peace of mind's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's just my go-to for sometimes, and yeah. uh, obviously Seventh Son. Yeah. that's what's great about Maiden Man. You can just jump. So I had many. X Factor as my go-to yeah. for a while, and yeah. then I kind of got out of it. But it was and, just like and when we did the early after. years stuff and the the killers, essentially. Uh, yeah. uh, we we talked about early years. We never published anything, but but I listened to those albums and. Of course, Power Slave we did before and worked our way out of. Yeah, I have to. I have to now dig more into the Blaze again because we did that at the start of the podcast. Yeah, and No Prayer, which is yeah, 
And Fear of the Dark, too. That's Fear another as one well. to dig into. Although I've done a long there's listing on that. I don't think it's as bad as most people make it out to be, but yeah, there's, there's weak points. <laughs> we'll break into it. Okay, fantastic. We the, can uh, there, right? One thing I had, I was going to read this at, the, at when we started the thing. It's uh, an email from August 19th, 2010 that I sent to a bunch of the guys after I had listened to the album like 15 or 20 times. And it was like my initial impressions of yeah. Maiden. And this is... Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I printed it up. I was going to read, read it. But it goes track by track. I mean, I'll just pick out a few things. Uh, Satellite 15 intro is cool, but a little long, which I still agree with. Uh, so long that I don't, I'll listen to Final Frontier very often. I tend to skip over track one already in the car and went on my bike. It would be a cool concert opener, so, though. So I put that in. I actually called that before the In Vivo came out. When it finally does kick in, Final Frontier is pretty good. So that was my initial. That was eight years ago. That's initially what I thought of it. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. El Dorado is a good rocker, catchy chorus, decent solo. I still feel like that. Uh, Mother of Mercy is a slow grower, liking it more and more the more I hear it. Not crazy about the chorus, but still a decent song. Good, not great, which is pretty much what I said. Coming Home is one of the best tracks on the album so far. I bet Bruce wrote these lyrics while flying. Uh, Alchemist, uh, catchy. First one that caught me, that's what it said, but won't be a long-term favorite. And then I said, Isla Avalon is a standout track. Uh, the build-up is too long, which I still think. Uh, has the best solo instrumental part on the album. Remo- sounds like Rush in some way. So this is like... No way, yeah. eight years ago. Um, I'm going to check my email to see if I was actually... Said, Starblind is awesome too. Cool guitar work. And then I said, uh, The Talisman is a good change-up from the rest of the album. Uh, when it kicks in, it rules. What's the song about? Sounds like part two of Arm of the Ancient Mariner. The song is epic. Can't get enough of the song. Deadly. Yeah. Uh, Man Who Would Be King said, not an album favorite. Uh, still not grabbing me after 15 listens. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Wild Wind Blows, another folky sounding one. Beginning reminds me of Benjamin Brieg intro for some reason, which I don't, I don't know where I said that. Can't get into the song for some reason. Uh, still not doing it for me. Album filler tacked on the end of an awesome album. The Journeyman, Thin Line, Legacy, Como Estas, Amigo, and Unbeliever are better album closers in my opinion. <laughs> this is uh, eight years ago. It said overall solid album, better than Dance of Death, but not up to par with Life and Death, which I loved after a handful of listenings. It says something this morning when I listened to a matter of Life and Death instead of the new album. Don't think a few years from now this one is going to be a classic, more like Dance of Death or Fear of the Dark. Not one of my go-to Maiden albums, but ones I'll throw in every, every once in a while for a change. Uh, matter of Life and Death is stronger overall, and the songs have a more unique character. P.S. The cover is super lame. No prayer for the dying Eddie would roll over in his grave if he hadn't already climbed out of it to choke that dude with a lamp. <laughs> Man, well said. So I said that... Uh, that it's basically was, the same thing. I said take. that it was a week after the album came out. Yeah. I listened to the album nonstop and sent that out. And I pretty much haven't changed my opinion. You're, you're like that You're like that, <laughs> that, that old fella. Uh, you know, like he was young and he's he like whittling and didn't like cream corn. Then they come back six years later like, hey, what are you up to? Whittling. <laughs> hey, what do you think of cream corn? Still don't like it. <laughs> and there's a, you haven't changed that's awesome man. but I, yeah, I dug into my emails and found that and I was like that's cool that's pretty much how I feel about everything I'll have to dig that <laughs> one out I remember when you sent that through I was like meh I was so into a matter of life and death that yeah. I didn't even care but um, fantastic album yeah that's uh, great great work anyone out there who hasn't listened to it talkingmaiden.com catch us there send us emails yeah. send us updated. an email to uh, 
attack me for saying that <laughs> Weekend Warrior was better than When the Wild Wind Blows. Oh my god. I stand by it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we get tons of those or none. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's our opinion, whatever. Yeah, it's our opinion. Yeah. You're listening. It's a podcast. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> uh, TalkingMain.com. Check us out there. Until next time.